Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh. I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always fresh. What the fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical claim. And it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to take it, goes <laughs> Like, what is buddy. going buddy. Oh, I was on. I was on edibles. <laughs> Not a pornography. This is a podcast. Uh, and you got the name wrong again. I, I like your duck shirt. Thanks. It's a duck. Welcome to Two Dads and a Podcast. The Wizarding School. Expelatronus. Uh, melatonin. Stupa. Um. Physio. So, so we're doing a top five. <laughs> Harry Potter characters. Oh, (laughs) this one. This one's fun for me because I'm not a hardcore Harry Potter fan. I'm a casual Harry Potter fan. You know, I read most of the books. I've watched all the movies more than one time, but I'm not like hardcore into it. So I I wouldn't say I'm like super hardcore. Like I do like it. I I do have wizarding robes, so I'm 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 more into it than your average. I'm not hardcore into I do have wizarding robes and and a wand. Um, We we got wands for the kids. They love them. They like to beat each other with them, like physically. Uh, We we got ours actually at. the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. We got really ours cool. actually at Walmart. From- yeah, I, I bet. I bet. They have some good ones there. You know, that's, that's It is kind of fun. It's <laughs> random and you get to see what you got. But, but anyway, so, like my my number five for this. Oh, man, we're is, jumping right into it. Right it. into it, man. Right the fuck into it. <laughs> he who shall not no foreplay. be Lord no Voldemort. Foreplay. Uh, uh, and like, OK, you yeah, I like say, this one on your list. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Ralph Fiennes. He's such a good actor. And honestly, there's no there's no oh, man. I was hoping you were him. you were going to say like <laughs> the version of Voldemort that's on the back of Quirrell's head. <laughs> that that Voldemort's great. It, it is. It is. And I love those early movies. They're they're my they favorites are. of the bunch. Honestly, I feel um, like the first one was one of the closest to yeah, the books. The, the so first they, three, they did a really good the job. The first three. Um, I watched the first three so many times, you know, and um, you know, I, I saw like up to number five in theaters and then I just kind of it, it tapered off for me. But Dude, I, I, have like, a, I have a fun story about going to see Harry Potter in theaters with uh, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tell that story at the at the end of this. After hours. OK, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's such a titular character. Okay, titular. He's such an important character. He is. Well, I mean, he's the main antagonist. Without him, you don't have the Harry Potter plotline at all. Exactly. So, like, how do I not have that character on my list? And and that's that's basically what it comes down to. And because, I mean, honestly, you think about bad guys. Like, he is a great bad guy. You know, you drop him into a 007 movie. And he, he he doesn't miss a step, you know. He just is just he is evil a core villain. Yeah, absolutely, yes, exactly. Well, my number and five is a is the perfect counter to yours, and that's Dumbledore. Because again, in in the same line of thinking, without Dumbledore, you don't have 
right even half exactly. of the plot you don't have half yeah. of what's happening you don't have you know and, there, and so I, i've got a little maybe a little bias to the wise old wizard you know maybe, yeah <laughs> you know lord of the rings and fantasy backgrounds and stuff so oh, i man, i really enjoy <laughs> dumbledore and i i specifically really enjoy the dumbledore from the first two movies and the book yeah where oh when gosh. unfortunately when he passed away and they had richard harris was such yes. a good albus dumbledore don't he, get me wrong he really channeled in dumbledore's soft-spoken gentle nature unlike yeah, you know in don't the fourth get me wrong. movie i love michael uh, michael gambon is a great yes. just a historically a good good actor. actor but he took and, and it may not have just been him it was probably the writing direction as well yeah but yeah. you know when you get to the fourth movie and you compare it to the book which well you know well, maybe we'll do it some rawlings because she hates anything not like okay we won't we won't yeah we won't we, we won't get into that but anyway you know <laughs> yeah, when no, in I the book it says you know gandalf said you know softly gandalf gandalf, gandalf said <laughs> fuck <this>. yes <laughs> yes um we're, we're already going there we're already dumbledore. going there no when dumbledore's <laughs> you know in the fourth book when dumbledore asks harry if you put his name in the goblet of fire it's a very gentle soft-spoken yeah. thing yeah. and in the movie it's did you put your name in the blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what the fuck, Gandalf? <laughs> Chill. Yeah, Gambon <laughs> is brilliant. I loved um I love Sorry, that, I said Gandalf uh, again. <laughs> Dumbledore. You, you can just Gambon edit it over. I, I got and, you. Yeah, I got Gambon, you this yeah. time. Uh Gambon Dumbledore. You got it? Um, Gambon, all right. Brilliant. I love like that Top Gear had a turn just named after gambon because he he fucking wrote it on two tires through the turn it, it's that's it's pretty amazing but anyway. He's a brilliant actor but but richard harris is was just so perfect for that role and he, he played it so subtly he did and like i said i i love dumbledore's overall character sure there's some arguments against him and everything but the wise old wizard who lets the main character grow on his own you know, he, yes. he's there to, you know, it's kind of the the Merlin. Kind of the complete opposite of Gandalf, where Gandalf is just pulling the strings. Here I mean, he got... does, but he does <laughs> let he does let them do their own thing. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> On to number so four, my, though. My number four is Gary Oldman. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Sirius Black. Seriously. Oh, man. Sirius Black. He's, <sighs> he's so well portrayed i mean obviously in the books he's such a great character but even in the movies you see that poster that moves and he's just this like crazy like you know uh, dark uh, character face is contorting and shaking and it just shows how fucking underrated and brilliant that gary oldman is and dude, all his character is fucking fantastic. We could do an entire, you know what? We'll do an entire, like, Gary Oldman episode of the podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, he's on the list because of that. I mean, you think about the amazing talent that was not just developed through these movies, but just, uh, uh, just like, hopped on to the movies already established such as gary oldman he he was already established before oh, this yeah. oh yeah and, and, and you you don't even fucking realize it's him until it's too late and he's already infected your head well that's so. gary oldman that's what he does <laughs> that's my number four man my number four is two people 
because they're twins. It's Fred and George. Oh, I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta have them in here. Oh man! And the only reason you can't differentiate is because they're both brilliant, and oh, you yes. would place one over the other just because he dies tragically. Yes, that's um, the only reason you alert could for... <laughs> place him above. But they are so in tune, and they're so well written, and they're so well played very, in the movies as well. Very well done. Yeah, and you know they provide all this comic relief, but at the at their Not core, that, like, they are they... very loyal, very good people who really that... step up when they need to, and they provide like some pivotal. Uh, uh, plot points for the books and the movies. Oh yeah, the yeah. Map. I mean, the map alone, the Marauders map. It, yeah, they like, that's them, them bringing like, that in there, and they used it just for man, mischief. You know, it's that that's not just like a huge point in the movies and the books, but like you got like coffee mugs that when, when you pour something hot into it, it reveals the map <laughs> and stuff. Like it's a it's a big thing, man, for real. <laughs> Yes, yes. Fred and George are on my list because of Marauders Map coffee mugs. Um, I so appreciate that. The whole family. Yes, and, and I, I and do I love the whole I family. But out of all of them, Fred and George are the ones. You know, Arthur was yeah. almost on my list just because his just utter fascination with Muggles and everything is Man, just so he, funny and ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they, they, but they bring a levity, uh, 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 but also in a, a cultural. I guess if you want to call it that speaking, we're talking about magic and non-magic people, but like, like cultural, <laughs> when you think about things like they, they bring it in an, an enlightened sensibility to everything. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's an acceptance. It's rather yes, than them segregating things. It's, yeah. you know, it shows that there are families. It is a little bit of social commentary. I'm sure it is it, yeah, with that. Exactly. And, and, and I like that, uh, you know, like, like my my wife said, she she was like, you know, I bet Arthur was super excited when Ron and Hermione got together because now he's got access to Hermione's parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so we're we're again, on to we're on to number three. Number three, I honestly like I did not plan this going into it, but honestly, it's another one because of the actress that plays it, Maggie Smith. Um, is, is such a brilliant actress, and, and so Professor Minerva McGonagall. McGonagall, yes, is one of the most important characters in the entire thing. I love this woman. Um, if, if she just plays any role for the rest of her life, I will flock to it. And this role, she just she she really did nail it. it. Yeah, she like, nailed it so you well. You fucking know it's her. You know it's her. You see Maggie on the screen, and you fucking know it's her. But, but you believe not. her per performance. It's you, she McGonagall, is McGonagall. Man. It's it's a case of the actor truly becomes that character. It's kind of like you know Robert Downey yes. Jr. and Iron Man with Tony Stark. One hundred percent. You <laughs> can never see Tony Stark without seeing Robert Downey Jr. anymore. Exactly. You, you will never see another McGonagall and pictures or anything without seeing Maggie. And, and she's so important to the storyline. McGonagall is just so critical. She is that teacher 
that when, when you're 30 years old and accepting your Oscar and like this one teacher is the reason why yeah. she's that fucking teacher. Yes. She wasn't your favorite, but she fucking made she the impression you. that you she needed. She pushed you to where you needed to be. I like that. I like that. So my number three, I, I'm, you know, in the same kind of reasoning you had for your number five, I have mm. Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh, nice. And I Love picked it. her Love it. over Voldemort because Voldemort, you know, while he is evil personified, he still has a bit of a code. He still has, right, you know, right. his own rules that he lives by. Are that, you know, he's I, like admittedly, a, admittedly, it's an easy choice. Yeah. Um, so it's easy, with, with but him, I love Ralph Fiennes, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, but, I but love with this. Voldemort, you know, he has, if, if you were to, you know, put these in alignments for like D and D, he is your lawful yeah. evil where he right. lives by a code. He lives by these rules. He sets up these rules and codes where oh, man. He, Bellatrix he created everything he needed, where Bellatrix is just true chaotic evil. She'll kill you just so she can laugh about it. Like right. she is deranged, crazy, and <laughs> honestly, Hel Helena Bottom Carter played this character perfectly. She looked the part. Like it was so well yeah. done in both the book and the movie. And I absolutely just loved how she is. While she's not the main antagonist, she yeah. is. She is the kind of villain you like to have and you like to see because she doesn't have a redemption arc. Well, she doesn't it, need a redemption arc. Like you said, it, it's Helen Bonham Carter, and and the reason why she's not on my list is just because all our like impressionable years and high school years, like I got Helen Bonham Carter fatigue. Yeah, she was in a everything. lot. She was in a For lot. For good reason. She's <laughs> oh, yeah. brilliant. And especially in these movies, she steals the scenes every time, especially when she is uh, what Hermione is pretending to be her pretending to be somebody else or what, I mm -hmm. forget what. The yeah, they drink the Polyjuice potion in the, I think. in the bank, yeah, like so perfectly played. And that's mm -hmm. just her. And that's always going to be her. And just don't do her hair. In any sort of way, it'll <laughs> it'll, it'll do its own thing. No, I I just I liked Bellatrix because you know she is the epitome of evil. Yeah, like yeah. I said, there's there's no redemption arc. She is just evil for evil's sake, and she's going to do what she wants to do. Yeah. And one hundred, I like villains like that because so many yeah. times they try to have this redemption. Even with Voldemort, they had this you know backstory and this kind of redemption yeah, arc for him. Exactly. Of, you know, he was just a troubled boy and all this stuff. No, like you don't need to do that. If they're a villain, let right. him be a fucking villain. <laughs> she is the Joker of this movie. If yes, you're putting it into that like is DC that is a fantastic perspective. way of uh, <laughs> of mentioning that. So. So we're on to our number two. And yes, this number one two, we're getting feels like it's flying by. But honestly, it's just because we like I say I'm a casual fan because I am. But we're we're so like dialed into these movies. Well, we grew up with it. This just, was truly our childhood, you know, yes, through my, my middle school me, and everything. Yeah. My mom bought me a book. and She's like, hey, this is popular. So the news told me and I'm like. Yeah, it took like, me a year to read the first one because my I mom, was just like, I, I think I was in second this, grade and <laughs> the teacher read the first book to the class over the course of the year. Yeah. And then 
you know, I was like, Ooh, I really like this. So I had my mom buy it for me. And then every year a new book came out, I had to have it. And I would read it right. so fast. I, I've read the first book, you know, 13 times. <laughs> so my number I had already two read it. <laughs> is Alistair Mad-Eye Moody. Ooh, and I like Moody. Fuck again, man. I mean, his character is so fucking, ah, uh, he's very eccentric. Like he's, he's so enough. well mad. Like, and it's if, such for such a good reason. I absolutely love that. He is. Would you disagree? He is the finest instructor of the dark arts. Oh, no, no, no. Because abs- 100% agree that he, because he shows it how it is. He's, he doesn't sugarcoat yes, anything. And exactly. it's, it's kind of like, you know, the way history and stuff is starting to be brought to light now, you know, yeah. not to get too much into right. some social commentary, but everything's sugarcoated and sugarcoated and sugarcoated. And he and, comes in and, and he, is like, nah, bro, <laughs> you got to be able to actually fight against these things and know how you, they you work. Stand up against injustice if you haven't seen injustice. And, yes. and it's brilliant. And Brandon, uh, Brendan Gleason, you know, he first jumped off onto the scene for me. in like, I think it was 2001 with 28 days later i don't remember which one he was in it, it was just later at some brilliant, point 28 uh, later Boyle movies <laughs> but he's such a fantastic he's irish born actor you might recognize his son from the new star wars movies he is uh general hux is his son and just brennan gleason is such a fine actor and he plays this fucking role so goddamn good. And it's crazy because I'm just going to repeat these lines for every fucking role. But he <laughs> is perfectly encapsulates this character and this role, this fucking wild eyed fucking uh, crazy dude that just he he's the we, we had substitute teachers like this that uh, oh, if yeah. I was a teacher I <laughs> feel like I would have been like this just rolled off uh, into the fucking school like all uh, fucked up and, and and just speaking truth to power and you didn't realize it at the time but in <laughs> retrospect you're like holy fuck I learned something from this yeah guy. I learned so much from this guy it wasn't <laughs> the subject of the class but I learned <laughs> <laughs> I think he was supposed to be teaching English, but <laughs> so he had to be my number two. Uh, I love Brendan Gleeson. He's a fantastic actor. Watch all his fucking movies. They're brilliant. And, and he portrays this role to the fucking T. I like it. I like that. Well, my number two, again, not necessarily because of the movies, although she was portrayed extremely well in the movies, but she is so eccentric, so weird. And I absolutely love it. And it's Luna Lovegood. Thank you. Yes. She didn't make mine, but I so love oh, that character. Man. I, I love it, how just she is that weird kid in class that everybody thinks is just the so out there. You know, she's got yeah. all these conspiracies yeah. and all these things and believes in all this really weird shit. But then later on, you learn that some of it's actually kind of true. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> But that that's mm, the I'm shit. I'm glad like, I befriended her, you know. <laughs> that's the shit that I loved but wouldn't say out loud. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> But she's that kid who doesn't care and says it right. out loud. And, and that's and just brilliant. The I honesty. love some of her like introduction to her character and to her personality. You know, when the Thestrals, when the, the, the skeleton horses that only people who have watched somebody die can see. And yeah. she brings this light and it's such it's such honestly an emotional 
and heartfelt scene. And it's, it gives her a little bit of a mysterious background. Like she can see these. We were just introduced to this character. Why can she see these? And, and we, honestly, like, so uh, I, her character in the books, like the movies, I don't think does justice to not her near as well. She was she was portrayed fairly well. The personality of the character, true, true. but I yeah. I feel like the writing kind of took some of her personality and put it into other people versus giving her a lot of the the limelight that she deserved in the movies. Yeah. But the books, it's so fantastic, and you know with like I said, the whole conspiracy things and, you know, of course, you know, her dad is even more eccentric and super conspiracy theory nut. <laughs> but I, I just I love how weird her character is, but yeah, so definitely. heartfelt and down to earth. And she empathizes with people and she sympathizes with people and and she's able to connect with anybody on different levels and i love right. that about this character so yeah luna lovegood i like her <laughs> brilliant so my number one number one this is a character that oh oh it's a character we Oof, don't even it's a good realize thing. it's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> we don't even realize my number the one is the wand <laughs> is pulling all the fucking strings all of them no it's not the fucking owl <laughs> it's it's the sorting hat. The sorting hat. I'm 100% <laughs> fucking serious. This mother, think about, like, you're like 10-year-old you. theories going on here. You're 10-year-old <laughs> you, and this motherfucker says, hey, you're going to go live over in this city. Good fucking luck. You know, he just kind of places people in these different i mean honestly if you're in, in slytherin or or fucking you know hufflepuff like your path is almost guaranteed determined yeah and he fucking decides that yeah he's pulling the fucking strings man he is the man on top he's the puppeteer the puppet master <laughs> just fucking yanking at the strings he's orchestrated this whole thing all the way back it is the fucking, but mainly because if I I'm were just imagining hat, like these ancient wizards, you know, <laughs> with, with, uh, <laughs> you look, know, Slytherin and Ravenclaw <laughs> and, and Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. And they're honestly, all like and, in their robes <laughs> with staves and, this and the sorting hat sitting hat in the middle. In like you're a fucking <laughs> dick and you're always going to be a fucking dick. No. Honestly, the main reason <laughs> is because if I were a hat, that would be the hat I am. I would be an asshole and I would just <laughs> fucking tell people who the fuck they are to their face. Like, and you are always going to be a dickhole. Go to Slytherin. <laughs> you are pretty fucking soft. Go to Hufflepuff. You. <laughs> you're you're actually pretty smart. I like you. Go, Ravenclaw. Right. Ravenclaw. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would put yeah. you on the front lines and let you fight for me. Go to Gryffindor. You're, you are kind of a prick. You're Gryffindor. <laughs> You're kind of, you got that, you got that frat boy thing going on, Gryffindor. You've got that <laughs> frat boy thing going on, but you are also got that date rate drug going on. You're Slytherin. And, and I, I'd just be fucking calling it as it is. If I were a hat, that'd be me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Today. <laughs> uh. That's my, what's your, you got a number one, I imagine? Yes, I do have a number one. Thank you for asking. 
Um, so my number one is somebody we've already discussed. So it's Ooh. on your list. And that Seriously? is Professor Minerva McGonagall. And yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. love McGonagall. You know, we, we discussed it a little bit just a little bit ago. And her character, especially in the books, she brings logic and critical thinking. And yeah. she's such a counter, honestly, to Dumbledore a little bit with that, where he's very whimsical. He's very, you know, laissez-faire. He just kind of chills and lets sits back and lets things happen while giving some advice along the way. McGonagall, right. she's going to be there. She's going to point you in the right direction, not just wave her hand over here and say, go that general direction. Yeah. And I like that she's she has that. While she's also this badass, loyal, and just fantastic wizard. Wizardess? Witch? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, witch. Witch, I guess. You know. But anyway, you know, I, I love... You're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love her character. You know, in, in the movies, like, like you said earlier, she is portrayed so well. You know, and the thing is, she doesn't take shit from anyone and she dishes out punishment, you know, especially as a, a professor, as a teacher, you know, yeah. just in the first movie, first book alone, she catches her own house students out of their rooms and she punishes them on the same level as their rivals Well, because she doesn't I, pick those favorites. Yeah, well, I love it because through every movie, she is always a teacher. And, and I'm not saying that in like a bad way, but she is always teaching a lesson and she oh, 100%. will go. Maggie Smith can do no wrong. She is a, a <laughs> fucking hero. Women should be knighted and she should be the first one. Like, I mean, <laughs> I I love this woman. Um, Every role she's ever played. But this role, it's like it was written for her. Yes. And 100 percent fell into it and played it brilliant like you know i wasn't huge into witches and wizards before harry potter but like you know because i i didn't get all hooked up into the uh, hocus pocus and all that see shit. i i got it i was always big into like medieval fantasy and stuff but that's, oh, i love medieval you know, fantasy witches but, and wizards I mean, as a whole yeah weren't the focus you know there yeah. was a whole wider world that brought your attention where well harry potter really brought that to the forefront and i i yeah I really really like for that. me it was it was always you know you you thought about the salem witch trials all the witch trials across um great britain and scotland and the colonies mm -hmm. you got sabrina the teenage witch in the 90s for which us, was like tv show comical was, you know it was yeah. it was kind of almost like a parody a satirical take on witches versus being, you know, right. a, it, it wasn't even a serious take of the comic books. <laughs> oh yeah. Crazy. Oh man. But and, the new Sabrina was, this. is really good though. Yes, it is. <laughs> but, but then, then you got this and then you got this just beacon of what every fucking witch should try to live up to you. And, and, and it's just brilliant. So absolutely. I number one. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I will sort the rest of this out and say check us out on facebook on twitter uh, twitch twitter instagram um, youtube instagram there you go there's yeah. one um you can email uh, focus, us focus uh ex um that's my that's my spell cast to make you go email at at us at 2dap2020 at gmail.com 
and check out our Patreon because you can watch extended editions of interviews and me eating bowls of cereal. Do I have to say all that? No, no. You cast the spell on I I put a spell on you, and now... Oh, I was disarmed, so I couldn't say it. Is that how that works? I, I cast a spell on you, and now... Next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. We are getting into probably what we've been looking forward to for the last couple months the most. We're getting into the Lord of the Rings. We are, we are continuing our book to movie comparisons. And this is by far it's fun, man. Probably. I I would say it's like number one (laughs) or at least, you know, top three, you know, because three movies, haha, man, (laughs) of our movies of all time. You know, we love the Lord of the Rings I, movies. I, I love the that. Lord of the Rings books. You know, in oftentimes I refer to it as a single book because if I'm reading it, I, I'm literally just starting start to finish. I'm, it's not Bam. like there you go. three separate books I'm picking uh, up. Oh, there you go. And we're excited to share this with you guys. Uh, you know, and it kind of explains why I was so Gandalf focused earlier. So, <laughs> but any oh oh before before we cut uh, a fun story about Whoa. going to go see Harry Potter in theaters. So I was with Jesse and I, I, we were it was like 16, 16 years old, and so we go up to this like town center mall uh, down in, in Columbus, and so we get there. And they had just changed their rules where you had to be 16 or older, but you had to have an ID if you were there after a certain time with no, uh, no apparent or guardian. And I don't, I didn't have an ID, but he did. We had already bought our tickets and the showtime was after the, the curfew thing started. So we were outside of the mall at the time. So we go, go back in and this guard stops us and he asks us for our IDs. And I didn't have mine and he would not let us go back in and watch the movie. I was like, I already paid for my ticket. I have it right here. I'm old enough to go in here. Let me watch this damn movie. So we had to, what we did is we walked around the entire outside. And now if you've ever ever go down to Columbus and you go to Easton Town Center, place is fucking huge. (laughs) So we walked around the entire outside until we found an entrance with no guard so we could get in there. And by the time we were able to sit down, because this was literally premiere night. This was the night the movie came out. (laughs) By the time we sat down, every seat in the entire theater was filled except for three seats in the very front row. So by the time we were done watching this movie, we both had like this horrible neck cramp. Uh, It was, it was, it was fun times, but we were dedicated. We had to go see the movie. We had to go see it. I'm going to cut all of that out. Oh, I figured. (laughs) (laughs) but guys as always thanks for listening